This is the Big Finish Podcast, official launch date Monday the 24th of April 2017. Greetings, my name is Benji Clifford, I'm a sound designer and composer for Big Finish. Now allow me to introduce you to my podcast co-host. Now this is interesting because I actually haven't worked one out because I forgot that I normally do this. We haven't done it for a while. So uh, he is a man who who truly and utterly uh, can hold the hammer of the gods. Um, (laughs) What? (laughs) You know, you know. He he is an absolute legend. He's an actor, a director, uh, a writer, uh, a producer. He is a man of so many talents um, that I, I physically couldn't write them all down. Um, mainly, Couldn't be bothered. Well, more well like, my bi- yeah. my biro's out of ink. Um, so I, <laughs> but I would if I could. So I'd like to introduce yeah. you to a great man. It is Mr. Nicholas Briggs. Oh, Benji, what a pleasure it is to be here. It's a pleasure, pleasure to see. Oh, well, I thought you were just saying that off the cuff. Sorry. <laughs> no, Jeez. I was actually reading Sorry. it from the script. I don't mean it. I don't mean it. I'm just reading it. It says here that it's a pleasure to be with you. Actually, it's like purgatory. <laughs> I. Hate I hate it. I hate it. Every week. Uh, tradition dictates that I communicate the following information that we in Big Finish are the proud purveyors of the finest audio drama and audiobooks. Things like Doctor Who, Torchwood, Blake 7. There will be some news on Blake 7 soon. Not in this podcast, but soon. Uh, so sorry about that. Dark Shadows, Survivors, The Omega Factor, The Avengers, Dorian Gray, Dracula, Frankenstein. Woo! I always have to do that after Frankenstein now. I'm getting into strange little habits. Sherlock Holmes, indubitably. Uh, the Prisoner, you know stuff it's all at bigfinish.com nice and coming up in this very podcast in a moment the big finish news and that'll be followed by our good little friend the listeners emails that's right i've I've turned it into a a person now um (laughs) then, then it'll be our guest star interview spot where we interview a massive star in the sky and that'll be followed by the randomoid selectatron and that will uh, our good friend ran will introduce us to a randomly selected release from the big finish archive there's a whole warehouse of of random releases to discover and then nick will give his customary breathless I can't even speak today. Breathless roundup of what's recently out for you, yes, you, to listen to. Oh, yeah. Yes, our guest star spot features the star of Big Finish's reimagining of the prisoner, number six himself, Mark Elstob. And right at the end of this podcast, we'll be giving you a special 15 minute preview of the latest fantastic Torchwood release, The Dollhouse. Uh, mainly because uh, Benji mispronounced it as the doll's house last issue. So I just thought we ought to, you know, in order to say sorry, we ought to preview it. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Uh, You've got to hear it. It is just blinking superb. Don't flipping miss it. It's all right, guys, because I I did pay the price. Nick, uh, like like the headmaster that he is, took me (laughs) into his office and caned me on the wrists. (laughs) Um, and I I won't do it again Mr Briggs Um, I was really worried where you were going to go there (laughs) (laughs) don't don't get me it's just too early too early in the podcast for that sort of jokes Uh, so yes by my uh, calculations uh, I think it's time for the ruddy news would you say Nick Benji your calculations are spot on here we go (laughs) 
This is the Big Finish News. Now, this is the best bit here because I have fulfilled your request and I have got not just a kazoo, I've got the 1930s original tin kazoo. What? Originating in America, the kazoo became an international classic. From blues to jazz, folk to Einklein Nacht music, it's suitable for the beginner through to the advanced levels. That is a sort of jazzed up version of the city theme from Death to the Dark. It was indeed. It? it was. I, I was doing. It's a what, bit jazzed up. That did 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 did. Or was it? Yeah. That's that a was bit, the I bit where it, John Pertwee comes in and fights them all. It's yes, it is. It's it's and in the background, I believe there's a bit that was going. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You got it. <laughs> of course, I was waiting as well for for us to if we had any Captain Scarlet. I was going to be going. <laughs> Uh, yeah i love it i'm i'm more thrilled than you can possibly imagine you can imagine what i was like when it arrived i thought this is i feel bad that i failed yeah well, well, yeah, well, there we go, Nick, you know. Maybe next time I go, oh, no, you see, I'm in London this week. I won't be able to go to the music shop down our road. Well, all I can say to you are the famous words of um, uh, whoever the, the man that invented the kazoo. Nick can see his face there. Um, oh, and, yeah, his, and his oh, famous show, show words... Show me again, show me again. <laughs> he has a sort of strange resigned look on his face, like, I can't play a proper instrument. I've just got this. I made this whistle, guys. Now... It's gonna, it's gonna make mum's lives for the rest of history utterly miserable. And <laughs> so, what does he say? What's his advice? He says, "Remember, don't blow, hum." Not, mm, not this, you have to do, do, do is better, isn't it? Do, do, do. Oh wait, I like, I like the sort of you've got. I tell you one that would be good. I'll have to learn it for next time, and that's the uh, the Silurians. Because that's oh, all yes. like that yeah. sort of thing. But yes. Very good. Yeah. yeah. I was just playing you some Silurian voice stuff. Like that. Anyway, uh, uh, for, th- for those of you who s- feel that we've lost our minds, <laughs> you are in fact correct. This is the big Finnish news. So Benji, w- would you like to get on with I that? I would love to get on with that. So released in on... In an ideal world. In an ideal world I would, but it's just not going to happen now. I've got a kazoo. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so released on Monday the 24th of April is the latest set of adventures for the Doctor's friends, George Lightfoot and Henry Gordon Jago. And that is series 13. That's right. Containing stories from great writers Justin Richards, Paul Morris, Matthew Sweet and Jonathan Barnes. Jago and Lightfoot Series 13 is directed by Lisa Bowerman and of course stars Christopher Benjamin and Trevor Baxter. Here's the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Jago and Lightfoot Series 13. Behind you! Who are you exactly? We, sir, are Jago and Lightfoot, 
infernal investigators. We are but the first, my liege lord. We should make haste to bring the warriors through after us. I admire your appetite for battle. My name is Agent Kara. I need access to your records. I need to know where Greel can be found. What's she going on about? Magnus Greel? You know Greel too? Henry and I were once unfortunate enough to encounter him. What, what happened to him? The giant rat, Henry. The giant rat of Wen Chiang. We didn't quite close the case. Jago? Well, that's him there. Oh, wonderful. Anyone else want to drop me in it? Don't stand in my way. I ain't. Mick, don't get in her way. Oh, Gordon Bennett, I always sit here. Anyone will tell you that. Do I have your attention? She killed Mick. No! No! Stay back! Stay back! Big finish. We love stories. And don't forget that Jago and Lightfoot have most recently been heard at Big Finish when we celebrated the 40th anniversary of the Talons of Wing Chiang with the two-part Doctor Who short trip The Jago and Lightfoot Revival Story read by both Trevor Baxter and Christopher Benjamin. Available now! And now here's an exclusive preview of the trailer for June's Doctor Who Companion Chronicles set. It features the first Doctor. It's called Doctor Who The Companion Chronicles The First Doctor Volume 2. It's out in June. It stars Maureen O'Brien, Peter Purvis, Annika Wills, Elliot Chapman and someone called Nicholas Briggs as the Daleks and can be pre-ordered now for a very attractive price. Anyway, here's the flipping trailer. Big Finish presents The Companion Chronicles The First Doctor Volume 2 Status report? It's not good news. <sighs> when is it? There's already talk of Arcadia falling, and a new front opening up at the last hour, and now this. Numerous incursions now, my lady. They're targeting the First Doctor's timeline. I warned the High Council this might happen. Show me. The problem with using terror is that it ends by terrifying its users too. No one trusts each other. Everyone fears retribution. The revolution shall devour its children. Hasn't someone in Paris said as much? That was Vernio. He has been guillotined. Exterminate! You! She had a whole life ahead of her. Silence! Stephen? Stephen, my boy, are you there? Doctor, am I pleased to hear you? Yes, yes, I, I'm sure you are. Now, uh, look at this. These are gorgeous. Where do you shop, Carnaby Street? Uh, who do you think you are? The Nuke of the North or something? Blooming kids. But how do they get past the locked doors? It wasn't kids. What's that, Duchess? It wasn't kids. It was the guys. The guys? The pile of rags. They stood up. They came at me! Ben, you saw their faces! We've mended the damage where we can, but now uh, we can't interfere. Not there, not so close to... Perhaps? Where is the Doctor's capsule heading now? Uh, Earth, Mutter's Spiral, their 16th century. Ah, then perhaps there is still something we can do. 
Our revels now are ended. These, our actors, as I foretold you, were all spirits and are melted into air. Big finish. We love stories. Check out our entire range of Doctor Who First Doctor Adventures and Doctor Who The Companion Chronicles on the Big Finish website. And there's just time to mention that the Omega Factor Series 2 is released on the 27th of April. Here's the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, the Omega Factor Series 2. I will not be afraid. My mind is the path through which fear enters the world. And someone walks straight through her. Look, there's something wrong, something evil. Has been a change? No, sir. They're both stable. Let me introduce Edward Milton. Milton. I remember. You're an MP now, aren't you? Dr. Wyatt. Dr. Reynolds. Let the angel tell thee. Adam. Adam. They're coming. Back. There's something wrong. I, see nothing. I can feel it. I see nothing. Regal, what's happening? What is it? There's something in here with us. Adam, help me! He must be stopped. He must be stopped. Who those of you unfamiliar with the series, the first episode of Series 1, From Beyond, is still available at BigFinish.com for free. It's great. It's supernatural investigations. It's dark, a bit horrific, pretty scary, and stars Louise Jameson, who I'm going to see tomorrow, by the way. Anyway, anyway, that's it for the news. Thank you, news. You've done your thing. It's wonderful. And there it goes. It's off. I've sent the news in a little cat-carrying basket um, <laughs> into a van. Uh, the cat won't be Meow. driving. Cats physically can't drive. Um, please remember that. Um, yes, yeah, so it's down the A259 road. Uh, and it's, it, I've sent it off uh, for a lovely trip to Butlins for the weekend. That's where cats like to go, you see. So, uh, And I've thrown in a kazoo as well for good measure, basically. I don't know where I was going oh. with that. I don't know. I don't know what goes on in my head, Nick. What? Well, um, I wonder whether cats can use kazoos. I mean, they 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 purr, don't they? They could purr and just. <laughs> no, it just I just sound like you would. I sound like a diesel van. Yes, they would. I, if they managed to kazoo, a cat would run for the hills, wouldn't it? You can imagine it breathing out, and they, you know what they do? They say. And they're gone. Oh, yeah. It would, it, it would discover it, wouldn't it? Go, boom, and then that's it. It's gone yeah. straight away. Anyway, it's time now for listeners' emails. And I literally flipping love an email, Nick. And uh, if you all do want to join in, please do email us at podcast at kazoos.com. No, podcast <laughs> at bigfinish.com. Dot com. That's podcast at big finish dot com. Uh, <laughs> finish, finish, um, and you know what to do. So whatever you're thinking, 
send it in we love to read out your emails and every single week they always surprise us with wonderful things so here we go first up in our rich bag of email gems this week it's basically a bag that's really rich got loads of money um this is from daniel whittaker hello nick and benji me again hello i hope you're well buck up that way leads to death and the likes the day that this podcast is due to be announced publicly april the 24th will be my 21st birthday and after hearing last episode that you're forming a band involving kazoos i felt like i simply had to email in to podcast at bigfinish.com that's right podcast at bigfinish.com he's he's trying to go for my job isn't he right here he's (laughs) He's put it all in he's put it all in he knows he knows us well uh so yes uh i was wondering if it'd be possible to be purely self-indulgent and ask if you could perform happy birthday to me and maybe let me ask the esteemed uh let me ask you the esteemed gentleman like field marshal montgomery uh, a few questions uh the catch is that when i blow out my candles on the cake I'm going to wish that Nick won't say, just imagine. Uh, the, the, the questions I have are thus. So do we do happy birthday first or, or, or after? What you feel? You could do happy birthday with your kazoo, yeah. We could do, okay. Happy birthday to you. Not synchronised over FaceTime. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Daniel. Happy birthday, that way leads to death. I wonder how that'll come out since we're sort of not synchronised. It's a masterpiece, Nick. All I can say is it sounded brilliant to us, but it will probably be a bit of a wreck. Well, a bit of a one that you'll you'll skip over and, and hope that, hope that you'll never remember ever again. Uh, so yes. So what are his questions? So here are the yeah. questions, Nick. So uh, number one here, as a huge Eighth Doctor fan, do you have any idea roughly when we'll get the official cover for the Time War box set? If so, Nick, then when? I've just found a Nerf bullet in my pocket. <laughs> My son was playing Nerf Wars with me, if that means anything to anyone out there. Sorry, I'm just deflecting. Um, It's probably soon. I honestly don't know when off the top of my head, but it's, um, yeah, I'm sure I've seen it. It must be in for approval with the BBC. There we go. Nest question. Nest question. The question about... Nest question. (laughs) Question in a nest. Question about nests. Uh, Which is your favourite bird that lays in a nest? Lays in a nest? I don't know. Uh, Yeah, so this next question is actually... (laughs) This is comedy gold, this. This this really is. is, uh, So yeah, this next question is actually really cool because on uh, today, when we're recording this, is Saturday the 22nd of April. It's actually record store day. So it is the day where we all celebrate uh, records and our little record shops. And so uh, we've actually got a wonderful one here. Uh, It's the vinyl countdown. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, you're just all going to be driven mad now. Uh, So, yes, uh, Daniel has said here... As I bought myself the Spare Parts vinyl, that's right, it's a big, well done, big well finish done. release there, Spare Parts on vinyl, as a birthday present and fell in love with it, are there any plans for more vinyl releases in the future? 
Um, it's not a just imagine. It's a possibly. We're we're talking about stuff. Yeah. Well, I can say this, Nick. Vinyl is clearly very popular because I went to my local record store this morning to buy Doctor Who and the Pescatons on uh, vinyl. Went there. Mm-hmm. The guy said, "Yeah, we got plenty of them in stock." Because I asked him uh, two days ago. Went in today, pretty early, ten o'clock. Opened at nine. All copies are gone. Sold out. Sold wow. out of Doctor Who, and wow. that's pretty good in my opinion. Why? Why haven't they got spare parts in there? Have they got spare parts? I don't. I don't think so. You. I mean, I'd imagine they'd have to. No, yes. I don't know. If, can you? Can you get them in stores like that? Yes, you can. Uh, they can just order them through a distributor. Well, maybe I'll have a word then. Maybe I'll, I'll have yeah. a little word to them. But yeah, there we go. So Doctor Who vinyl, clearly a thing. Uh, and yes, yeah, so the next question is: If that way leads to death, then where does this way lead? <laughs> You can imagine him saying that, getting a bit, bit confused. Well, if, if that way leads to death, then where, where does this way lead? Oh, now, for heaven's sake, my dear chap, we've just come from that way. Well, I'll tell you where it leads. It leads to a very narrow passage that John Pertwee had difficulty getting through. Remind <laughs> me to go on a diet when, one day, he says. Doesn't he? <laughs> that can't be in the script, that line. I bet that's a Pertweeism he put in when he discovered the set was too narrow. Oh, we'll have to find out. We'll have to have a look in the script. If we yeah, can get if you know, email in and tell us. Yes, please do, actually. We, we love that. I mean, I... I oh, just deaf to the Daleks. I was thinking about that when I was, I was moseying to the shop, actually. I was thinking... In a parallel world, the Death to the Daleks soundtrack is on a vinyl somewhere and I'm going to buy it and have an amazing time. But sadly it wasn't. It didn't no. happen. So yes, moving on anyway. I'm sorry, I'm just having an, an uh, <coughs> existential crisis here. Um, <laughs> on your new website, uh, can you have a link to your merchandise store? As I really want to get a Big Finish hoodie and mug, but can never find the link to it brackets oh. also if you want to give podcast listeners a discount code that'd be great i'll have a word with sue cowley our general manager manager about that i seem to have lost the power of speech today. she manager she she she, she manager she manager manager i don't know what a manager is uh yes we should yes why isn't there there should be should be i mean listen daniel look out on twitter because we're often tweeting about that so you can get a big finish hoodie and mug. No plans for a discount code at the moment. Thank you. Nice try. Saw the coasters, Nick, at the office. They're pretty fab, yeah. aren't they? I dig, dig them a lot. I think those are just ones that Sue just got done for the office. Sue's a, Sue's a clever lady, but you can, all, you can all dream about having coasters, but you can't. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> they're not official merchandise. They're not, they're not official. You have to dream them up. But yeah, uh, the hoodie's great. I've got a hoodie. They're, they're rocking. Uh, so yes, uh, he's, Daniel says here. Thank you for hopefully indulging me, and I, we did indulge. Well, you. I a uh, and I can't wait to see what the future has in store for Big Finish. Sometimes I just imagine. Thanks again, Daniel Whitaker. Brackets the idiot behind GallifreyArchive.com. Lovely guy. He's the idiot. Is he? You're not an idiot. Thank you. Thank you for the coverage you give us. Thank you very much, yeah. Love your Twitter. Uh, This is from Ian Parks. Uh, Hi, Benji and Nick. If Mr Briggs is feeling smug and self-satisfied at the moment, (laughs) he has a perfect right to, after the rather wonderful Charlotte Pollard season two box set. Oh, thank you. Congrats to all concerned. 
I like the fact that unlike the first series of individual stories, this was one big four-hour behemoth, behemoth of a story which requires concentration and commitment from the listener. Sound design and music was superb as usual, and the four hours were well-paced, so the story neither flagged nor seemed rushed. More, please. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> Having lost my original copy of Dalek Empire a few years ago, I bit the bullet last year and bought the lot again. Oh, yeah. Rock and roll. That's brilliant. I really enjoyed these after I managed to prize them from Mrs. P's hands. That's Mrs. Parts, who has a nasty habit of intercepting my big finished CDs to listen to at work before I can get my paws on them. Thank <laughs> goodness for the BF app. Yeah, you see. Uh, that's quite good. That's, yeah, yeah. I know it has been a few years, but another series is long overdue. Any chance of this? It's, we've, we're certainly talking about it. Another series of Dalek Empire. What do you think, folks? Let us know. Uh, could you also please clarify that the forthcoming H.G. Wells adaptation, The Martian Invasion of Earth, is an audio version of The War of the Worlds? If so, could you explain why the title has changed? I've explained this before, but there's no reason why you should be listening to every single podcast. Yes, it is an audio version of The War of the Worlds, and the reason it's not called The War of the Worlds is because Jeff Wayne has a trademark for audio productions called The War of the Worlds, and if you call your audio production War of the Worlds, he will send you a legal letter asking you to cease and desist. <sighs> but you can... H.G. Uh, uh, Wells is out of copyright, so it is fine to do an adaptation of it. You just can't call it The War of the Worlds. Uh, finally, and I know this is unlikely, but I'm going to ask it anyway. I can't remember if it was in a podcast or at Hooverville last year, but I seem to remember the bearded one, I presume he means me, expressing a fondness for He's the BBC audio. He's talking about the master. <laughs> I am the master. You will obey me. You will obey uh, me. I think you were a bit more ainly there. Uh, the, uh, expressing a fondness for the BBC audio version of the Foundation trilogy, save for the sound design, which was very uh, 70s and radiophonic. Have you ever thought about giving that the BF treatment? I would imagine that the rights would be a nightmare, but I am sure that there is a market for a bit of audio Asimov. You're right about the rights. Cheers, chaps. E and P. P.S. There hasn't been a competition for a while. Is it? Is this company policy, or have you just lost that bloody awful music? <laughs> I've never lost that bloody awful music. I listen to it um, every day. Um, that's a slight exaggeration, but I do love it. Um, no, it's not a policy thing. We ought to get our head around that. Um, bear with me. Bear with me. Thank you, Ian. That is all I have to say to you. <laughs> Cheers, Ian. Keep it up. Keep up the listening. It's all good. Uh, talking of Dalek Empire, that would look pretty as a vinyl, wouldn't it? Just those lovely retro wow, covers. They'd look yeah. really cool, wouldn't they? And then it really would look like my concept album, which is what someone called it. Your concept <laughs> album. Uh, so, yeah, this one, this next one up from David uh, Bevis or Beavis. Don't know, but there, there we are. Uh, Dear Nick and Benji, having heard your conversation on last week's podcast about guessing song titles as played on the kazoo, who would have known what wonderful world that opened up? Uh, I thought uh, I should recommend the T and Jeopardy 2016 advent calendar. Each episode has a geeky little tune for you to guess. See how you do, David. I have to give that a little whirl. Have you tried it? Yeah, it's quite good. Is it? Let me, let me. Yeah, so it's T and Jeopardy 2016 Advent Calendar. Right. Is the what you should type into Google, and you should get this. Okay, so here we are. Let's have let's have a listen to this one. We'll be able to hear it. In my ears, I can. 
Oh, but not generally. <laughs> anyway, yes, anyway, yes there you I'm, go. I'm going on a world of my own there. Um, yeah. uh, right, this from Jonah Kenzett. Dear Nick and Benji, uh, to start, I'd like wholeheartedly to agree with Mr Briggs's short soapbox rant on education and exams. I can't think of a single career where anyone might have to decant painfully stored information into confusing impersonal papers. And wandering around college campus listening to random big finish releases was my main boundary against insanity. So was that paragraph, uh, which sounds like it could be a fourth Doctor release, possibly featuring a villainous android uh, race called the Individuators, who roam silently like wraiths peering over people's shoulders. Anyway, this is uh, a very interesting email. (laughs) Having (laughs) just re-listened to the entire Doom Coalition saga, I want to offer my thanks again to all who worked on those releases. Being of the wave that became Big Finish faithful through Dark Eyes, oh, I can't wait to find out what's next for the Eighth Doctor. Oh, yes, there's lots of good stuff coming. Similarly, I'm also excited to see that information of the next Bernice Summerfield box set has materialised. The last release with David Warner has become one of my faves. Young speak for favourite. And I can't wait to hear more. I have edited out a take in which I said David <laughs> Whittaker, which, which was, of course, ludicrous. Uh, I, <laughs> I have been slowly working my way through the novel adaptations, and I'm sorry to hear it's no longer a viable source. Have you considered doing straight-up audiobook readings of some older books? Uh, what, like um, Charles Dickens or something? Uh, I've been looking for some for a while and think there's a gap in the market here. Interesting point, Jonah. Uh, thanks for all the good work. Keep trucking on, Jonah Kensett. Sent from Mars. Wow. That's made my day, getting an email from Mars. Um, well, thanks, Jonah. I tell you what, talking to Dickens, come on, Simon Callow. Yeah. Think about it. Could work. There we go. That's all could, I'm saying. Could work. But it's obvious, obviously you're talking about Doctor Who novel adaptations. I'm being obtuse on purpose. <laughs> I know. Um, that's an interesting thought. Um, as I've said before, lots of people expressing their disappointment that we've said we're not going to do anymore. Not so many people buying them there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we never say never at Big Finish. You just said well, it twice. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, that's true. You found a flaw in my argument. Let's hope it's not a checkerboard floor that's uh, electrically charged. Stop that move. Stop that move. So, yes, there we go. That's it from the emails. Thank you to everybody who's emailed in and keep them coming. Remember, podcast at bigfinish.com if you want to get in contact. So, that's it from the emails. I've buried it in the garden uh, in a little patch. <laughs> And I'm going to water it every day for the next week and hope that some emails sprout out from the soil, the wonderful oh. fertile soil of England. Uh, so, yes, there it is. That's, that's a lovely image. Yeah, I know. Time now for our guest star interview with number six himself, Mark Elstob. Hello, Mark Elstob. Hello, Nick Briggs. And welcome to the Big Finish podcast. Um, you probably have never heard a uh, Big Finish podcast. I have never heard a Big Finish. No, wait, no, I have, I have. I, 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 yes, I, I was rooting around the Big Finish website. Oh. And um, yes, a, a year or so ago and, and, and oh. hearing, um, yes. 
a lot, lot, a lot, a lot of a lot of pointless frivolity. I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, that's that's all we've got time for with Mark. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yes. So, uh, big finish. Listeners will know you as uh, number six, the prisoner. Yes, I, I, I hope they do, yes, yes. And that's what we've been recording today, the second series. That's right, episodes, uh, yes. Well, today we did three, yes, and, and uh, uh, we did one and two a couple of days ago, yes. Um, I'll tell you what happens in this interview. Mm. <laughs> um, three questions, that's all. Right. And any tangents, you never know. Uh, so the first question is always, to whoever it is, mm. when did you first meet me? Right. Because I'm trying to make it all about me. Of course you are. And the second one is, don't say that so readily. <laughs> and the second one is, what's tingling your molecules about Big Finish at the moment? And the third one is, what's tingling your molecules in entertainment generally at the moment? So the first question, when did you... When did I meet you? I met you... I um, told this story a million times. I have. So. And in, in fact, I think for the last uh, series we, we talked about this. Anyway, um, uh, when but was this it? This is a new audience. It's, is it, was it uh, late 80s or early 90s? No, it was, no, I know what it was. It was 1994. Because I was 30, yes. Um, we were doing a tour of Brideshead Revisited. And I was playing Charles Ryder, and you were playing uh, Bridey. Weren't you playing Bridey? No, no, I was no, playing nothing. a collection of sh- a coll- <laughs> shambolic you were, characters. You were, you were playing the rest. Yeah. You know. and, and, uh, and going around doing stage management work. That, yes, well, I like, remember. Making right. terrible props. With, um, I've gone blank on her name. Lovely. Janice. Janice, yes, yes. The, the deputy stage manager. That's who's right. still a dear, dear friend of mine. That's right, that's right. We became firm friends she on was, that job. She was lovely, Janice. Anyway, um, yes, a, a six-month tour of Brian's Head Revisited, um, which, was, uh, which was fun and interesting and not successful I'm going to go with <laughs> but fun non- nonetheless yes and um, yes uh, um, and uh, do you want to quote from the review you or? were <laughs> I, well I will quote I will yes I will remind uh, anyone I'll remind you that yes some of the according to Charles Spencer in the Daily Telegraph some of the supporting acting was so bad you <laughs> suspect they're doing it for a bet <laughs> <laughs> I, I hasten to add, I was not one of the supporting actors. Yeah, so. no, you were one of the leading actors. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't. I wish I had been doing it for a bet. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yes, My, the, I was pleased with the fact that they said uh, Mark Elsop offers basic competence, <laughs> <laughs> which compared with the rest of the show, compared with his opinion of the rest of the show, I thought was a result. And of course, there was the bit I remember from that review, which he said he went all the way to Bournemouth to see it, and he said, uh, yes. "Sadly, this is not worth we're crossing, crossing the road." road. So I went all the way to Bournemouth for a show which is not worth crossing the road for, yes. It, it, it's touring for another three months, extinguishing enthusiasm for the theatre wherever it goes. That was the other That's one, yeah. Brilliant, yeah, I know, it? I know. He, he must have loved writing that review. <sighs> So that's the... Uh, and you were busy writing. You were, you were doing lots of... You had your laptop out. I did. And were doing a lot of Dalek Chronicles, were they? What were they? It was... A, it was um, uh, I think I was writing some spin-off video that actually that one may not have ever been made. Right. You were certainly... At, at every... I mean, the, the laptop was, was coming up at every opportunity, so you, you, you couldn't fault your work ethic even then. Um, I remember that. Yeah, that's an interesting impression I gave. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. I mean, you sit in a coffee shop and you, you, you just sit and open and just start tapping out. And I used to think, well, he's not he's not getting into the zone. I, I imagined in my ignorance that a writer has to has to have some sort of quietude. And uh, um, oh, no, no you just sit down. You just seem to sit down. And so then you sat and just started to do it. Oh, wow. I do it. And even now, uh, any, anywhere, you know, just as long as I can five stop, minutes yeah. And, yeah. And what's more, I have there are various locations in London that I walk past, and I think, oh, I remember, and I remember scenes I wrote from various yeah. places in them. Like there's a little bit of a waiting area 
uh, on the platform at Waterloo East between right. two of the platforms. Yes. And I think, oh, that's the bit where I wrote that scene in Dark Eyes where the yes. doctor climbs out of the, you know, and all that. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, yes, yeah. So I have all these I mean, that's a real, I think that's a real asset to, uh, for, for a writer. I mean, it must be. Yes. So with your, with your uh, uh, turnover, because your, your, your productivity is immense. Sitting down and having a lot of time to do it is yeah. a nightmare. Yeah. Because then yeah. you just go, uh, and then the, it expands to fill the enormity of time. Yes. Yes. Snack, little snatches. That's why I do a lot of lunches with my wife. Right. Is, should we go out to lunch? Mm. Yes. You know, and mm. then mm. I know I've got two more hours before, you know. Yes. And in that yes. last half an hour before lunch, I do more than I probably would have done in a week. Because the structure sort of works in your favour. Yeah. 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 Anyway, that's sense. all about me. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. But yeah, anyway, six month tour. Yes, and uh, and uh, and um, we discovered a shared enthusiasm for Doctor Who and, uh, and the prisoner we could at the time. Talk. Yeah, really. Yeah. Um, and then it was a yes, and then it was a long time before I bumped into you again on the train or something. And and um, we, we we but we got on. I thought very quickly and very easily uh, then, which doesn't always happen, of course. After a long time, you can be like, hi, so. Uh, Ah, well, anyway, <laughs> got to run. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's like that. But I knew, you see, mm. that uh, you liked Doctor Who. Yeah. And if someone like, I love Doctor Who, it's at the centre of my life. It's kind of an automatic bond, isn't it? You yeah. Kind of think there's always uh, some home ground there. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Uh, yeah. there are many... I meant to ask you, sorry, mm. totally changed... Well, no, not changed... Are you, are you doing... Are you being the voice of the Mondasian? The Mondasian. 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 And if so, and if so, are you doing a Roy Skelton homage? I, um, Would I, you I, dare? Do you know, I, I have no idea. <laughs> oh, I see, they haven't... Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, presumably they filmed it because there are clips of it, but they've... I've, you know... Yeah. Who knows when this will go into a podcast, and it'll be interesting to right. see what's... Yeah, but I mean, I've no idea. The director doesn't know... I haven't heard anything from the producers. Because my first thought when I saw that they were heard they were doing it, and I'm all in favour of the Bondassian yeah. Sidemen coming back, because uh, I think it's a great visual. Um, I thought, yeah, that 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 that. Well, I've done it before thing. for Big Finish, lots of times. The Mondo. The Mon- Where they speak. That you have yes. right because yeah, yeah, yeah. I think because it's not done particularly well. I don't think in the Tenth Planet, the timing's not great. But I do like what they're trying to do. Yes. And I think that could be really sinister and 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 and, and good and work for. Well, I for wanted that to do that for when we first did the. Cybermen in the new series when Russell yeah. T Davis was producing, I really pushed for the Cybermen to speak like that. Yes, um, but they they weren't having it. They just right. thought. I mean, the director Graham Harper said, "Oh, that, that sounds like Ken Clark." <laughs> <laughs> He's a British politician. For those listening who don't know these things, uh, or ex-politician, I don't yeah. know. Is he still an MP? Probably. Yes, he is. Yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah Ken Clark. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He was yeah. he was in these studios a few months ago oh, recording really? his autobiography. Anyway. And I, he didn't sound like a Cyberman then, <laughs> but yeah. So I'm very keen on them. So yeah. it would be, you know, it would be a shame if I didn't do them. But mm. uh, you know, there's no obligation for them <laughs> to employ me. They could get anyone to do it, and may, maybe they have already done so. Oh, right, Who knows? Right, I, right. I look forward to seeing them. Whatever mm. happens. Yeah, me too. Uh, so, what's the next question? Yeah, and it, what's tingling your molecules about Big Finish? Have you heard any Big Finish recently that that you're not in? Maybe? I was. Uh, I have not heard any Big Finish that I'm not in. I was actually sent a copy just last week of um, uh, of um, in, uh, uh, casualties, not instruments of war, uh, casualties of war. The the um, the John Hurt. The War Doctor uh, series, one of which I'm in, which I've not yet been able to open and listen to. Right, is this done? No, no, I haven't been able to to actually penetrate the cellophane that's around the thing. Um, um, So, uh, no, so I'm unable to answer the question. I'm afraid I'm not a student of of the Big Finish oeuvre, except that I know that it's enormous. Is it? 
Right. They're flashing the green light at me. OK, well, that's it. Uh, I'm on to the last question, no, Scott. No, no, it's fine. I was just being cheeky. <laughs> just saying, <laughs> he's, not a, he's not a fan. <laughs> it's um, not that I'm not a fan. It's just that I've never got around to listening to it. I know you're a big it. fan, but you mm. say, yeah. well, isn't it time you listen to more? It certainly is. It certainly is time that I should listen to more. Um, I was saying the other day, I, 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 I've heard the episodes of season one of The Prison, but I've never got around to listening to the extras disc. I oh, sort of... Oh. I'm not really... I'm not. It's like watching episodes of Doctor Who, in my case. I never listen to the commentary. I, I, I want to watch the story. I like, oh, the, yeah. I like the sort of... Sometimes there's a good making of documentary. But the commentary, because my friend is, is all about the commentary, he said, no, 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 you get great stuff on the commentary. I'm like, mm, really? Just want the story. No, every, I time I hear, every time I hear a commentary, all I hear is, oh, look at that hair. <laughs> what do I think I look like? I'm not interested in that. You know, I, I, I want, if, there was, if I felt there was going to be interesting stuff. Yeah. I'd, I mean, I I'd think that listening to the uh, documentary on the first box set of The Prisoner might be interesting for you because yeah. you'd get a snapshot of what you were thinking back then. And you might I, think, God, I didn't yeah. know I was thinking well, that. That's exactly how I felt today. And I, I'm sort of thinking, yeah, I'll, I'll go home tonight and I'll actually listen to that to that uh, extras disc. Um, hmm. What about entertainment in general, then? What's tingling your molecules? Anything you're watching on television, reading a book, listening to music, theatre play, anything you like, pick something. It's, this is like a snapshot. Yeah, the best thing, that I, the, the, the thing I'm enjoying the most at the moment is Inside Number 9. Oh, uh, right. Uh, yeah, I you're love quite it. sick then, aren't you? I love Inside Number 9. I hadn't watched any of... I think, no, wait, I think I'd watched one or two of this episodes from the first series and I hadn't been able I'd been around a TV and I, and I know that we can well, get any of these programs now at the drop of a hat but I'm I'm still a bit bit of a Luddite in that respect and tend to tend not to do that anyway so um, this is Reese Shearsmith and Steve Pemberton that's right ex who've, who've, of the League of Gentlemen that's right and on, in a BBC2 dark comedy drama thing isn't yes it? and it's the third series is is now on BBC One I think oh is it All right. um, yes and it's like episode it's about six episodes I think it's episode four or five now um, but I watched, I binge watched series with my son, uh, series one, and, and loved it. And then series two, I thought, oh, this is great. Is it, wait, is it series three or is it series two now? I can't remember. It's, it is three, right. Um, yeah, I think it's fantastic. Um, I've never watched it. So I, I highly recommend it. Well, were you a fan of the, um, League of Gentlemen? Yeah, yeah I, I was I, in one of the episodes. Were you? Yeah, I must have seen you. Which one were you in? It was in the last series. I was the. Uh, I was no. I was blinking. You'll miss. Right. I was just uh, serving in a garden centre when oh. Barbara, the taxi driver, came yeah. in. Oh right. Hey, what was your name? I played a character that uh, Mark Gatiss named as a joke. Gary Russell, who was the first. Yes, yes, yes. Finish. He he just gave me a name tag to put on there. He said, "I've had that made up for you." And you I, you know. Incidentally, I love the fact that in the last Sherlock, there was, was it the last one or the one before that, there was a, there's a little blurb where, where they're watching the news and the newsreader says, uh, and now over to Harold Chorley. Did, did you get that? No. There's a, there's a little, which Who's I assume. Harold Chorley? Chor, is it Harold Chorley? Chorley? Chorley is the journalist in Web of Fear, isn't oh, it? Oh, yes. Is it Harold Chorley? It may well I be. I think it's, yeah. I could be wrong. I mean, it's Chorley is definitely Chor- the name. Definitely. Anyway, it's def- and I thought, well, that's clearly, that's clearly a little, a little uh, in-joke. Sh- it, yes, it must be. Yeah. Surely Chorley. Yeah, yeah. surely Chorley. Um, uh, yeah, well, I, 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 I'm a big fan of uh, League of Gentlemen, and I like the blackness. I like the ex- I like the gothic um, over the topness of it. So I liked Psychoville, um, and Inside Number Nine is not a series in as much as it's not continuing characters. It's just a it's a, it's what they used to call an anthology show, which is sort of out of fashion these days, mm-hmm. but seemed to dominate the airwaves in the 50s and 60s. Um, 
and it's great. It's a, it gets great casts, and they're nicely twisted black stories. Sometimes, sometimes usually funny, but sometimes not that funny. More atmospheric and moody, and sometimes horrific. They're really good. I highly recommend it. There you go. Well, I highly recommend that people listen to you in the prisoner. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the second series is coming out in August, September. Uh, yeah, hopefully, this podcast will be out before then. That's the plan. <laughs> yeah, it, it says here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Thank you very much, Nick. And huge thanks to Mark. As you gathered there, that was done during the recording of Series 2 of The Prisoner. We've still got the final episode to record, which I haven't quite finished the script. (laughs) (laughs) But we're doing it in a couple of weeks' time. It's all down to the wire there. Um, uh, But I know exactly. I've got a very detailed storyline. I feel like I'm justifying myself. Anyway, but great fun. We had a great three days in studio with Mark and the gang. And uh, Ian Meadows has been doing some absolutely amazing sound design. Uh, Yeah, amazing stuff. Uh, Here's a little bit of a preview, actually, of The Prisoner. Just a little bit of a bit. I met a man today. An extraordinary man. Please state your code. ZM73. It looks just the same. The car? Well, good. I didn't know the previous owner. You. I mean, my... Someone bought it for me. Many happy returns. What's your name? What's yours? Kate. Kate Butterworth. How do I know I can trust you? How do you know you can trust anyone? I don't. What have you told her? None of your business. I don't quite understand. You were in a village, you didn't know where it was, and you didn't want to be there. Don't worry. It'll all be over soon. What's your name? No names. Just, just, just numbers. Six. Six. Number six. Everybody wants to tell their story, don't they? <laughs> this is beginning to sound like an interrogation. Danvers, is this your idea of a joke? No, sir. Mark Stein just called. ZM73 is back and he wants to see you. Good God. If you had to escape from this village, was someone keeping you there by force? Yes. So, how did you get away? I told you, it was empty. You just woke up one morning and everyone had gone? Yes. Even the people trying to keep you there? Everyone had gone. Turn it off! Whatever this is supposed to achieve, turn it off! What is the village? Don't you know? Where is it? I don't know. All I know is that I escaped from it. How? I'll admit it. I'm fascinated to know your story. You want to turn my life into a book? Would that be such a bad thing? Everyone has a story. I don't tell stories. Why not? Everyone tells stories. Not me. I've got nothing to say. So you have a secret? It's all secret. There is no village. It's a Soviet fiction. Your cover story. He died in the service of his country. That's all they'd say. I can assure you that none of us has heard of this village place. Why should I believe you? Why should we believe you? 
because you have some proof that I'm telling the truth. Not much proof. Precisely. We need more information from you, ZM-73. Information. We want information. Well, thanks for uh, throwing in that preview there, Nick. Awesome stuff. The Prisoner. If you've not checked out The Prisoner, please do, because it's brilliant. And there is, and if you've not checked out the TV series, please do. It's brilliant. Yeah, um, super. So get involved because you will not regret it. Uh, and talking of not regretting things, uh, I'm not going to regret uh, doing the randomoid selectron because it's always full of fun, fun, fun. So this week we're going to delve in and let's have a look. So it's the same uh, little greeting as we got last week, so, you know, okay. never mind. no update there. No update there. Uh, we've gone in. What is it? It's come up with Domain of the Vord. Oh, now, Domain have, have of the Vord. Have we done that one, or haven't we? I, I don't think... No, I don't think we've... You keep thinking we've done them when we haven't. I know. I, 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 I don't know. I, I was reminded of Domain of the Vord the other day because I was directing a Third Doctor script by Andrew Smith, and Domain of the Vord is by... Andrew Smith and uh, we just had a little comment about that I remember uh, my friend Andrew Dickens is in it playing some Vord anyway here's the trailer Doctor Who The Early Adventures Domain of the Vord is that where we're going? yes that's where we're going the people's ship fortitude what's that? the flotilla alarm it's another attack it's the same every time sonar report my travel machine was on your ship. My property. It is our only way off this planet. It is your duty, sir, to recover my property. It's like a mini submarine. I can see someone in it, dressed all in black. It's a Vord. The Vord? Here? You know the Vord? The doctor nodded. We defeated them on the planet Marinus. Someone get those divers out of the water! Ah! I'm terribly sorry, my dear. So sorry. The Vord rule here. The Vord will hunt you down and you will all be harvested. big finish we love stories i remember with the d- domain of the the vord um i had to go back and listen to that one because we were doing doom coalition 2 and that was one that you did wasn't it uh the vord story on that one yes and so yes. i i wanted to make sure i had to match it up because i thought if it sounds completely different to how it's been done a big finish before it'd be really weird so i, I delved in and listened to this one and i have to say it, it was lovely because it actually I, lo- I love all these things like William Russell and, and Carol Ann Ford because it just felt like like 60s Who and it was so lovely. It was a really nice sort of lovely yeah. adventure really and, and it's oh, great fun though, great fun. And Andrew Smith is so good at those uh, classic adventures. Andrew Smith's really good at good. everything. He's apart from Christmas jumpers in which in which he, he has a tendency to, to drive us crazy with weird buzzing Christmas tunes but he's absolutely fan- <laughs> yeah, when he came to the big finished Christmas party <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay. but he's fa- he is fantastic uh, uh, definitely well, there's not much to say about it except it's thoroughly recommended 
Um, yeah, brilliant stuff. It's nice. It's a good. It's a good sort of swashbuckling fun adventure. Really, it's it's. I, I was there during the recording. I did pop in to see the folks. I remember that. Uh, yeah, it was directed by Ken Bentley. I imagine. Uh, it? Yes, it yeah, was. Yeah, yes, it's a Ken. Yeah. It's a Ken one. And great music by Toby. Really, uh, it really felt like music from the Hartnell era. Yeah, I do remember the, the music actually. Yeah. yeah, we will have heard that in the uh, in, <laughs> in the, the uh, trailer. In the trailer. Not that we heard the trailer. We just edited that in. Oh, amazing. So there we have mm. it. Uh, Domain of the Vord. Uh, so check it out. Um, thoroughly, as we we always thoroughly recommend it. So yeah, give it give it a whirl. So cheers, Ran. Old Ranners doing his thing. Uh, dear old Ranners. Dear old Ranners. The hero of the podcast. And uh, I'm going to uh. pop him in the cupboard for another week because that's where he lives, apparently. <laughs> I don't want to go in the you're, cupboard. You're going in the door. cupboard. Stop. No, please, no, no, no. You're going in. No, no, no. No, no stop no. it. No, shut. Don't bite. Don't don't bite our friends. Uh, <laughs> I think that was from 40 times. <laughs> don't bite our don't, friends. Don't bite our friends. Um, or no, don't hit our friends. Or don't hit <laughs> our friends. <laughs> yeah, Ran likes to bite us. Apparently, I don't, I don't know why. I think he's got uh, vicious little teeth that you can hear them here. Oh God! The hell? Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Good. Yeah, there we go. He gets frustrated because we do this every week, and you know, only once a week he, he is allowed to recommend uh, audio dramas to us. If, if he had his way, he'd be doing it all the time. God, you can't yes. get him off the subject. He just—it's <laughs> it's almost as if that's his only function. Um, yeah. But there he is. So, Ran, cheers! Che- what? Cheers! There we go. Sorry, he can't hear. He's in the cupboard. So, yes, there we go. As. Um, <laughs> Uh, so yes, that's the yeah, he's calmed by a kazoo, is right. He is yeah. uh, like a snake charm. Snake charmers, they they make the, the snakes rise up, whereas uh, the the kazoo calms him down. A bit like a <laughs> bit like our good friend, the monster of Peladon. Uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, uh, Ag- Agador. Agador. Yeah. <laughs> So yes, uh, as the podcast hurtles towards the finishing line, like some crazy space-time boarding bonkers booster thingy, here's Nick with a dash through the latest releases. Uh, Dan Dare, Volume 2, starring Ed Stoppard, Jeff McGiven, Hayden Reed, Rod Rory, more stuff, whoosh, crash, pow. Doctor Who, Philip Hitchcliffe presents uh, The Helm of Awe, starring Tom Baker and Louise Jameson, great stuff. You know, what would have happened if Philip Hitchcliffe had carried on being oh. the producer of Doctor Who? Maybe maybe something like this, you know, maybe fewer jokes. Um, t- Doctor Who special releases, I don't know what a release is. Like, it's like a like... release, but it sticks to you. Uh, uh, spare parts. It's a limited vinyl edition. There's only 500 of them. Get in there. Obviously, it stars Peter Davison and Sarah Sutton. And me, as the Cyberman. Uh, Torchwood, the dollhouse, a brand new Torchwood team and a brilliantly crazy story. The first 15 minutes is coming up at the end of this podcast. Buy 
by way of a preview. Uh, Alien Heart, Dalek Soul is the latest Doctor Who main range release. Latest fifth Doctor release, Peter Davison, Sarah Sutton. Two sto- two two-part stories that have a thematic link, and the Daleks is in it as well. Yeah, I'm in it too. Exterminate in a way. Doctor Who, the fourth Doctor Adventures, Death Rass. Yeah, starring Tom Baker and Lala Ward. It's getting some stupendous reviews. Um, uh, well deserved. Take a listen to that. The end. I mean, that's incredible. I just had one of those moments where I stood back and I was listening to you saying all of the names, all of the, the, the different stuff that we've got going on. There's so many different things. It's like just so loads of Doctor Who and original stuff. And it just makes you realise that it's wonderful and the power of audio drama. Uh, so get involved in the well, you know, it just, it just gets so much about it. Um, so yes, uh, lots to lots to check out, and uh, I do hope you enjoy it as much as we enjoy listening ourselves. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> and doing it. And doing it, yes. yes. Uh, so thanks for that, Nick. And it's just time now to round up this week's podcast for posterity. So I'm going to go through and have a little think about this. So obviously we started off there talking about many things. We had the roundup. We went in straight with the prisoner, uh, then Torchwood, and it's the Dole House. Not the Dole's House. I, I paid the price for that one. Uh, we had Jago and Lightfoot. We had uh, Companion Chronicles. We had uh, loads of Vords, Kazooie emails, um, loads of funky emails, vinyl, vinyl, vinyl. Um, the Omega Factor. Are you still talking? Uh, I'm still talking, yes. <laughs> I have gone on. Oh. <laughs> What a fool. Well, how would you rate the podcast? What would it's you a good one. Your special it, book of podcasts. Well, the thing is, my, my, my podcast rateometer uh, has, it only consists of one rating, and that's 10 out of 10. They're all brilliant. Uh, <laughs> that's a great way to do that's, it. That's a great way to do it, because that way then you can never say, oh, I'm going to give it an eight, because it's not quite as good as last week's. They're always good. I love them. I love a podcast, me. <laughs> Just like I love an email. So there we go. Oh. There we go. Thanks, Benji. You're a brick. Uh, before we go, any uh, this just occurred to me while I was doing the script. Any confessions uh, of guilty, uncool entertainment pleasures? In in what respect? I mean, that's quite. quite well, just say embar- things you'd actually be embarrassed to admit that you've enjoyed. Because I've got one. Because I watched it today. So television-wise, television-wise, yeah, or, or or a film. It was I, a film I well, watched I, today. And, it, and, and, and it's like a confession that will let people know something about you that they didn't know before, but it would kind of put you in, a, in, a, in an interesting context. Okay, then. Uh, you know, like if you said you like watching My Little Pony adverts or something. I don't like watching My Little Pony adverts. Okay, uh, I have a serious love for uh, Chuckle Vision, the Chuckle Brothers. I love... And, and people, if people who know me will know that I do... And I have no idea why. I, I genuinely get frustrated that it, people just think it's rubbish when it's it's actually brilliant. I, I think it's so funny. There's a writer, a guy called... To me, to you, to me, to, me, to, to you. you. Um, there's a writer called John Sale who did their stuff in the sort of... He did it from about 1994 until 2000s. And if you actually watch some of these these stuff, rec- recommend series six and seven, um, the, the writing is actually superb. So, yeah, that's my thing because I love it. I wow. absolutely love it, Nick. Um, that doesn't surprise me because there, there's quite a cheesy aspect to your personality. No, there is. Well, <laughs> a cheesy moustache I mean that wearing. in a nice way because I like cheese. Oh, yeah. And who doesn't like cheese? Uh, the, the other thing I would cheese. say as well is I've, I've recently been delving into Grange Hill. 
Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah and, and I've had this god awful uh, song stuck in my head called "Just Say No." Ah, Just say Zamo. no. Yeah. No. There's the whole anti-drugs thing with Zamo who got into drugs. Who got into drugs. No kids, no to drugs. So Nick, what about you? Well, uh, very interesting. I would just add to your Chuckle Brothers thing that uh, an old friend of mine I was at drama school with, Barry Killaby, who ended up being Mr. Blobby. <laughs> um, he, he was also the original Cuthbert that David Warner now plays for us in Big Finish. Oh, smashing. Uh, he was Cuthbert in the audiovisuals. He's a brilliant actor and a smashing chap, but, you know, it's one of those things, isn't it? I think, and he, I think he had great success with Mr. Blobby, but it's it's not. It's a bit like me and the Daleks. It's not like um, it's not like a catapult to a sort of serious acting career. You know, if you've been in Coronation Street, playing the barman for thirty years or something, you may be able to launch a theatre production based on the fact that you're in Coronation Street. You know what I mean? You could still go and do Uncle Vanya or something you know by Chekhov and uh, uh, but you can't you can't and you could put the guy's name on the poster and they go oh yeah well he was in Coronation Street but he's an actor and yeah 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 whereas with me and with Barry you couldn't say you know Mr Blobby's Barry Killaby yeah, in Uncle Vanya likewise Nick Briggs is you know Dalek in Uncle Vanya people people would just be waiting for me to do a bit where I was angry they say yeah yeah he sounds a bit like a he's, Dalek he's there doesn't he he's gonna say it Exterm- yeah! <laughs> well, I go, no, Sonia! <laughs> anyway, um, so yes, so Barry Kennedy was in um, the Chuckle Brothers. He played was Robin he? Hood. He was like their straight man for several episodes. Oh, yeah. brilliant. I saw him in a clip playing Robin Hood. Really, really straight. I mean, like taking it totally seriously. And they're all doing their, to me, to you, to oh, me, they're, to they're you. they're great. I'll tell you another thing, actually. Did you know that <laughs> Russell T. Davis wrote yeah. for ChuckleVision? Uh, it was one of his early, early things, uh, and it was a very good episode, actually. That's my dream. Uh, if I could, I, I remember it was when I was with uh, Sue at a convention. Sue and Emily, uh, we we had this whole day where we they were, are big Finnish people. For those they who don't are big know. Finnish people, we were saying that my my dream would be to have the Chuckle Brothers in a big Finnish as two just just two two aliens or people on a spaceship. I think it would just be so funny with somebody like Sylvester McCoy. <laughs> I think it would just be like absolute gold. Absolute just gold. Just imagine, eh? Just imagine. Make Listen, it my confession of a guilty uncle entertainment pleasure is as follows. Now, I'm really, this is too revealing about me. Okay. You may not have heard of it. It was on film four this afternoon. It would be the third time I've watched it. Chalet Girl. I've I've never heard of that, but it certainly, it certainly sounds... Okay, well, let me tell you what it is. It's a film. It stars, I think it's her name, she was in Rogue One, Felicity Jones. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah? Who's just the most smashing actress. Um, and it's got Bill Nye and... Uh, um, 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 who was the, the comedian who, who has, who's bald but got long hair and a, a sort of... He does music and I'm, I'm just... He's Bill Bailey. Bill Bailey. Bald, Bill Bailey has long hair. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? He's bald on top I know, of long hair. Yeah, yeah. I've got messages arriving all over the place. I hope no one's imp- texting me about anything important. The world's just exploded, Nick. Um, so, yeah, there you go. It's so soppy and so formulaic, and I think it was a massive flop. They, It's got a lot of money in it. It's got a great cast. It's really slick. And also, the closing during the closing credits, the cast mime to... <laughs> 
Checkered Love by Kim oh, Wilde. Oh, God, no. <laughs> uh, in, a, in a wholly ironic fashion, course, I should add. Of course, of course. Uh, and uh, I, I just love it. It's just, it's, it's very predictable and it's very schmaltzy. It's, you know, uh, a working class girl. She becomes a chalet girl in a skiing resort and just looking after a family. And uh, falls in love, la la la, oh. uh, goes in for a snowboarding competition. But it's it's an example of sort of really uh, poor material being done to the nth degree. And it's not poor because I tell you what I like about it is that it sets out to do something and it achieves it. Now, you can say that what it sets out to achieve is maybe pointless or worthless. But I like the fact that it absolutely achieves it in spades. Yeah, it's like that disaster movie, The Core. Oh, which yeah. Again. You know, that's got like a top-notch cast in what is really a trashy movie. And that's what The Shallow Girl is. It's pure trash, but it knows it's trash and it does it in a stylishly trashy way. That's my justification for being a soppy old so-and-so. I think so. That's my justification for being... And then you were going to name like the the fan group. That's why I'm a a chalet-man. A shalaman. A shalaman. No, I'll have to. I'll have a to Felicity give it... Jonesian. I mean, you know, that's. A, a Jones. I, I'm a big fan of Felicity Jones. So I'll have to check that out because it, it does actually sound. It sounds interesting, and you know, it's one of those things. Like you said, it reveals something, and you know, perhaps that's a side of Nick Briggs that that we don't all all, all get to see all the time. Though. Because a lot of what I write about is death and destruction, but actually, I'm really quite. Soppy. In reality, you just want to you just want to write the spin-off series about a girl who who's, who works in a chalet on a ski resort. Yes, it, I it, do. it sounds it sounds up there with with Triangle, doesn't it? <laughs> they they were a, <laughs> the crew of a, a of a cruise ship. Actually, you see, because I'm no good at that sort of thing, so I would never be able to do it, and I have no ambitions to do it. And it's quite nice to just sit back and watch something that's a billion miles away from anything I would ever be creatively involved in. In any way. I wouldn't even... I'd never be employed as an actor in it, or to do the music for it, or or, or to direct it, or anything. It's just... I have no abilities in that direction, so it's nice to see it being done well. Absolutely, yeah, it's still not working as a as a justification, is it? So on that bombshell, <laughs> it's time to ruddy well go. But here's the first fifteen minutes of the latest Torchwood adventure, The Dollhouse. Bye. Bye. This must be it. Hello? Hello? Is anyone here? Who puts a movie studio in a marina anyways? Oh gosh! Hi there! Is this the right place for the audition? My name's Valerie Fox. I sure am sorry. I can hardly see you for this light. I'm, I'm, I'm here to read for the role of female victim. Why don't you uh, take a step forward? That's it. Right there. Patience. 
Uh, you, you want me to start from the top? Uh, sure, honey. Go ahead. Okay. <clears throat> Hello? Hello? Who's there? You know, I'm really not in the mood for playing games. If there's someone there, you'd better show yourself right now. <clears throat> is, is something wrong? I, I think I should be... Once upon a time, there were three very different little girls who came to the attention of the British Empire. Marlowe Sweet. And first prize in the Williamsburg High Science Fair goes to Marlowe Sweet. I am so honored to be valedictorian for the class of 65. If we accept Miss Sweet at Yale, she'll be the first Negro girl to study nuclear astrophysics at this institution. Are we really ready for that, gentlemen? <laughs> Miss Sweet, do you have any idea how absurd you sound? Well, you're not listening. I have proof. There are wormholes right here in Connecticut and aliens already living among us. <laughs> If I may, my name is Beamish. Your professors might not believe you, but I most certainly do. How would you like a job? Charlie DeVigeau? Guess she's just a cheap slut like her mom! Charlie, if you walk out of this trailer, don't you ever come back. Bye bye me! Oh! I'm sorry, ma'am. Your label was sticking out. Just fixed it for you. Oh, why, thank you, dear. Wait, my necklace? Where's my necklace? It's gone. That girl, she must have taken it. Where did she go? One last heist, Charlie. A rock unlike any other. You'll be set for life. We all will. Oh, Dwayne, I got a feeling that ain't no ordinary diamond. Mr. Bougeau, I regret to inform you that those creatures will not stop until they have that gemstone back. But, Torchwood, we can protect you. And Gabriella Martinez. Abuela, when I'm grown up, I'm going to America. There you can be anything you want to be. Who's the new driver, Santiago? He's phenomenal! Who says he's a heat puppy? Martinez is the best stunt woman in the game. This ain't like no engine I ever seen before. I'm afraid that technology wasn't from this world, Gabby. It was alien. I know it. Somehow I know. If you want to see more, come with me. And those three little girls grew up to become three remarkable ladies. Now they work for me. A secluded mansion in L.A. is the last outpost of the British Empire. 
and the first line of defense against extraterrestrial threat on the west coast of the United States. Torchwood. Good morning, Torchwood. What is it this time? Wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. Alien technology to recover? Funny lights in the sky? Another trip down to Roswell? I don't know why they didn't just open the office there. Think what we'd save on gas. None of the above, dear ladies. Don't tell us. Sex aliens? Again? Mm-hmm. Uh, thankfully not this time, Ms. Martinez. Uh, it is, however, a missing persons case. Okay. That's different. Go on. Torchwood has received intelligence that young women are going missing from downtown Hollywood. All of them pretty young actresses. Three definitely related cases, possibly a further two. The most recent victim is one Mary Sue Townsend. Stage name, Miss Valerie Fox. Disappeared two nights ago. Her mother back home in Idaho called it in when she couldn't reach her at her lodgings. Poor girl. Well, color me confused. Ain't this one for the cops? Girls go missing all the damn time. She's right. Skin flicks, prostitution, drugs, usually all three. Thousands of Norma Jeans come to Hollywood every year to be the next Marilyn Monroe, and, well, maybe three of them make it. Maybe she doesn't want to be found. Mm, by her mama, least of all. I'm afraid it's not that simple, dear ladies. I'm sending over some data to your computer right now. Is your info net online? Go right ahead. What are we looking at? You know I don't do numbers. Uh, Torchwood do like to keep an eye on strange happenings <clears throat> in our former colonies. Our interest was piqued when we became aware of the following anomalous fluctuation in GCRs over Los Angeles. What now? Galactic cosmic rays. Space radiation. What does that mean? Well, each spike occurred on a date when one of the missing girls disappeared. Oh, I get it. So you think the girls were abducted by aliens? The high GCR levels represent something entering our atmosphere, but perhaps an alien craft? Ooh, you know, I love spaceships. I'm afraid I do mean aliens, Miss Sweet. It would be quite the coincidence otherwise. Hmm. My abuelita, God have mercy on her soul, used to say there was only two things she didn't believe in. One was coincidence. And the other? El chupacabra. Well, your grandmother was definitely right about the first one, Miss Martinez. Huh? Okay, we're on the case. Send over everything you got on Valerie Fox. I'll look into 911 calls by UFO sightings and we'll check out her last known address. Thank you, dear ladies. You are a credit to Torchwood and to the Empire. We need to go check out this Valerie Fox's apartment. Charlie, could you maybe try getting us in there a little quicker? Look, it's a tricky lock, okay? I think the old lady down the hall is watching through her peephole. Just give me one second. I never made a lock. I couldn't. Why are you wasting time picking the lock? It's a shared house, no? In actress apartments, there's always a key. Under the mat. Check it out. Look at that. Good call, Gabby. She got a roommate? I called her. She's a model-slash-dancer-slash-waitress at Denny's. Hasn't seen Valerie in days. Cute place. A little slice of Idaho in the City of Angels. As American as apple pie. This girl's too sweet for Hollywood. She get eaten alive or turned sour. Come on, let's not waste time. 
We don't need old Hawkeye down the hall calling the cops on our ass. It's so sad. How many thousands of girls do you think come out here looking for fame and fortune? Don't, Gab. It's not too late. We might still find her alive. We got a saying back in Brooklyn. It ain't over till they find body parts floating in the East River. Oh, that's just darling, Marlo. You know, a few years back, I could have been this girl. Fresh off the Greyhound. Girl, you never came here to be no actress. No, I came to steal expensive jewelry from people who don't deserve nice jewelry. Same principle. Oh, sure. Tomato, tomato. Guys, check this out. Calendar. Marlo, call it. Ten bucks. Kittens or puppies? Shoot. Puppies? It's kittens. Goddamn. What is it? Audition. That's all it says? Uh-huh. Did you speak to her agent? I did, but they let her go last month. She wasn't getting enough auditions. A month ago? So maybe she done got herself a new one. Moved into adult entertainment to pay the bills? Keep searching. B-I-N-G-O. And Bingo was his name What was the name of her agent again? Sandra Leibovitz. Business card in the bottom of the purse. Don Donahue, theatrical agent. I got another one over here too, June Epstein. She probably spoke to dozens of agents. It's worth a look. Let's try them both. She got their cards, they met her. Let's get back to the office and run them through the machine. See what it shakes loose. Guys, I think I got something. What is that? Case file for one of the other missing girls. Magician's assistant named Jessica Rodriguez. You want sugar in your coffee? Keep pouring till the spoons stand up. And look here. Her former agent was none other than... Don Donahue. Hey, you don't say... Cops even question him. And did he give him anything? Here. Thanks, baby. Mmm, perfect. Yeah, he gave them a solid alibi. Said they parted ways weeks before her, well, disappearing act. But remember what Gabby's abuelita said about coincidence. Ain't no such thing, Mama. Maybe we should pay Mr. Donahue a little visit. Marlo? How are your typing skills? Say what now? Don Donahue Talent Agency. Don speaking. God, God damn it, be careful. Jesus. Oh, hi. Sorry, Mac. No, I wasn't talking to you. Julie or Judy or whatever calls in this morning and tells me she's quit to go on vacation or some shit. And the agency sends some colored broad who can't even carry coffee in a straight line. Sorry, Mr. Donahue. It won't happen again. Oh, damn right it won't. Oh, what now? Jesus, it never fucking stops. Am I right, Mac? Yeah, right. I'll have to call you back. Okay? Right, later. Later. You, uh gonna get that, Marla. Uh, sorry, Mr. Donahue. Well, hello there. Hello. Are you Don Donahue? <laughs> yes, miss, I am. And what can we do for you? Oh, you gotta be in the business. Looking for a new agent, honey? Please, take a seat. What's your name, sugar? Uh, my name is Gabriela Martinez. I'm not an actress. <laughs> oh, well, now that's a shame. A damn shame. With a face and ass like yours, we could make some serious money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Donahue. Oh. You're very kind. Um, I'm actually looking for my roommate. She hasn't been home in a few days, and I'm real worried. Oh. 
She never really told me very much, but I think you were her agent. I I'm sorry, I had nowhere else to go. Oh, honey. Uh, what was her name? <laughs> Excuse me one minute. Hey, Marla, don't you have work to do? It's Marlo. Uh, whatever. Her, her stage name was Valerie Fox? Yeah, it doesn't ring a bell, baby. Really? Redhead with, with cute little freckles? Freckles. Oh, uh, wait. I came in for a meeting a few weeks ago, uh, but I didn't take her on as a client. Why not? Oh, sweetheart. You have any idea how many girls come through that door? I can't represent all of them. I gotta think about my existing clients. <laughs> um, wasn't her ass a, how you say, moneymaker? I'm sure she's a very sweet girl with many fine uh, assets. Uh, look, Gabriella, I wish I could help you out, but I haven't seen your roommate. Say, I bet she's shacked up with some cute bus boy in a motel. She'll turn up in no time. I really hope so. Well, thank you for your time, Mr. Donahue. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> oh, would you look at that? Almost lunchtime. What say you and me go get some food and uh, talk about your options? Oh, Mr. Donahue, are you sure? Oh, sure, I'm sure. You ever tried sushi? It's the latest thing. Raw fish and cold rice. Can you believe it? Call me old-fashioned, Mr. Donahue, but I prefer my food cooked. Baby, call me Don. Marla, make sure those invoices are filed by the time I get back. Yes, sir, massa. What's that? I said yes, sir, Mr. Donahue. Come on, honey. If you're not into sushi, I know a great little place around the corner that does the best enchiladas you've ever eaten. <laughs> Oh, gee, Mr. Donahue. That sounds swell. Great.